They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poorest part. Bright night, city life, I gotta make it. This is where it goes down. I just happen to come apart. Little boy, little baby, I gotta make it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Power After Hours, your favorite power podcast. I'm your host, Jeff J. And this week, we are reviewing, recapping, talking about Power Season 5, Episode 9. There's a snitch among us. So, yo, first off, I will say, (laughs) Labor Day weekend came at me fast. There's a lot of people that you've heard on this show in various times. Uh, First week of the year is pretty busy. So, other than push off and wait to see who could be freed up and et cetera, et cetera. As I told you before, we got to get these, uh, got to get these out. So you're rolling with me. I'm rolling with you. We gonna recap this, answer your questions. It's going to be fun. So let's get right into it. First off, we got Tariq and his transformation into a super thug. Like this dude is the second coming. If, Rob Stark became a drug overlord of Westeros. This would be who Tariq is right now. This dude is completely owning the fact that he was instrumental in Kanan's demise. And not because he didn't love him. It was because it was what needed to be done. It was the only way they could get out of the situation. Because he overhears Ghost arguing with Tasha and Tommy just playing that hype man third role, playing both sides. Say, oh, he has a point there. She has a point there, too. He hears it. And Ghost's main point, which I'm not going to front, I definitely agree with, is she put that boy in the middle of Kanan's scope. This is the man who was a super thug. He's walked through fire, literally, avoided stabs, healed himself, rebuilt himself like a Borg machine on lean. You thought he was going down easy? Just because you were able to put him away a decade or so ago using similar tactics, but you used your son? This is what Ghost is talking about. And Tariq is like, nah, That's not how it went down at all. Mom didn't even know how dangerous he was. I didn't tell her because I was going to handle it. It's my plan. And he continues to step to Ghost, and Ghost finally put hands on him. It took nine episodes, but Ghost finally put hands on him. But at this point, that boy gone. Even when he was being dropped off and Ghost is basically telling him, this is not the life. Fuck everything else you heard. This is not the life for you. And he tells him, teach me the motherfucking game, Ghost. I think it's part Kanan's instruction and cultivating of this new age gangster and part you reap what you sow. Ghost created this environment where the facade of his upstanding businessman persona was clouded by the potent criminal empire that he was running. And Tariq was believing one thing and then it went to another. He saw the good side and the bad. He saw what his parents really were. And in some instances, I think he's claiming it as a birthright. 
Like this is what's owed to him. This is like a mantle being passed down. And, you know, I'll give y'all a hot take right now. I think this finale, the finale, whenever they have a series finale, I think it ends with Tariq killing Ghost and assuming whatever mantle he assumes. Because Kanan, it was a nice bit of foreshadowing where Kanan says, well, Tariq says, how could you kill someone you love? And Kanan says, some dudes say you ain't a real killer unless you do. Tariq is going on that path of being a real killer, a real drug dealer. You think about what he's doing now. He's setting up, he's picking up where Kanan left off. Literally. Going back to Vincent, wanting to continue the drug game, run those pills, them Zans, out like a light, like a light, like a light, popping all them pills and pushing them on Choate's campus. And Vincent's like, yo, let's keep it moving. He even went to the point of, putting Tariq in connection with a fake ID dude, call himself Eric Stark to pick up Kanan's ashes. So this is what I think. Street Tariq, streets if you will, <laughs> he, he honors Kanan. Because in all of the web of lies, the web of lies that has surrounded him this whole series, Kanan for the most part, has kept it real with him. He might have embellished in certain areas, but the foundation of what he's saying was true. That was his son. At least his son in the game. And Ghost and Tommy were at one point too. But he has that it factor that Kanan can see, that he admires, that he wanted in Sean, and who, what Sean may have had if Kanan was around to raise him, and he would have been around to raise him if Tasha and Ghost didn't set him up. So it all came full circle. And now we don't know where 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 uh Tariq is gonna go, but I'm pretty sure that this is only the beginning for him. And even with Courtney Kemp's messages post show, you can tell they're building towards something with him. We don't know what. But I can say, this is going to be as controversial as you want, I'm off the Tariq Must Die bandwagon. Tariq Must Live. And this has been par for the course for me because at one point I had to make the case that Holly needed to live. And you see how that happened. You see how that worked out. But I think Tariq, I like the Tariq character Breaking Bad at this point and just embracing it and being that antagonist that has some connection to the family that we miss with Kanan. Is he going to be another Kanan? Nah, he's going to be Tariq. But, you know, for all, for all intents and purposes, I think his character is being fleshed out. Now, the episode title is There's a Snitch Among Us. Obviously, we're talking about Tony Teresi and how we're building towards his inevitable reveal. The district attorney's office, they're pushing, they're pushing, they're pushing. They, they can't connect Kanan to Angela, so pretty much that's a wrap. That case, Raymond Jones' case, should be closed. But they still want to get something on Angela. They still think something's there. 
So they put the heat on Teresi and Proctor. They blackmailed Teresi by telling them they're going to release the surveillance photos of them talking to him, which inevitably will write his own death certificate unless he can give them something. Proctor, same type of threats, but Proctor, he knows how to be nimble with their threats. And he calls their bluff a lot. But they tell him, yo, you wear a wire and you get him to confess, him being ghost, to admit that Angela has something to do with his operation or anything, and they're good. Proctor gets it in writing that they won't bother him or badger him anymore, regardless of how the wire goes. So they're still operating on multiple fronts to try to take Angela down. So this season to me, has been a race between Angela trying to tie up the loose ends of Raymond Jones' murder from season four, protect Tariq while still saving her job, and the U.S. DA office trying to pin it on her. They had enough, but this is why I also don't understand why she wouldn't, why Angela wouldn't take off to D.C., just get the hell out of there. By the time you get out and you get this black ops job in D.C., they won't be able to touch you because you're, you're an alphabet boy now. And <laughs> once you're part of the alphabet, they can't get to you. He, she could have even been protected. But she wanted to see things through. And as you see at the end of the episode, may or may not have been the best decision. She thinks she has a friend in mock. She thinks at least an ally by convenience because he wants that job in D.C. And he's dropping info. Now, what the, how he was all willy nilly with the info, I could tell Mock was teetering on both sides. I think he I, I know he was teetering on both sides. But the fact that Angela couldn't see it, she does a lot of dumb things in this show, in this series. But that has to be the most idiotic to me. I don't get how she didn't see that coming, you know? So let's go to Proctor. Proctor wears the wire, goes in, talks to Ghost, tips Ghost off that he's wearing a wire. At the same time, he's trying to coerce Ghost to dime Angela out, and he won't do it. He gets the confirmation that nothing's going on, disables the wire, and then Ghost goes full Ghost and tries to choke him out. And Proctor, to his credit, he's kept the messaging the same. Angela's no good for you. How are you running a certain type of empire and wifing up a U.S. attorney, jeopardizing your whole family structure in the process over her. He's been telling him to get rid of her for probably about two seasons and Ghost won't listen. This is Ghost's tragic flaw and he's telling him. He, he basically lets him know, yo, the feds are coming hard at her. They're, they're trying to get something. And if she gets jammed up, she's flipping. So the closer you stay to her, the more you leave yourself vulnerable to go back to jail. So you do what you want to do. Teresi, he's feeling the heat too, you know. He, he, he's torn. He's torn between diming Tommy out. Or building the relationship that he needs to have with family once Connie is gone. And you can tell that he's on the fence about it until he makes the call and say, and gives up Ghost for the killing of Mike Sandoval. Much to the chagrin of Sammy. 
Now, here's one thing that I thought that was stupid in the show. How Sammy really thought that Tommy would burn his own operation just to snitch. Of all things, just to snitch. Just because they got jammed up a little bit. Something that's never happened to them. You know the character of Tommy. And I think he gives off the aura that he ain't the one. He ain't the one to burn his own operation, mess up his own money, especially since he owes so many other people and he's beholden to certain drug cartels. He ain't messing up the money for the sake of snitching. He ain't snitching in general. He ain't snitching. So I I didn't get where Sammy was coming from, where he was trying to tip him off. I think it's more so he hated Tommy ever since he put him in a position to lie and lose his money and that basically had a gun to his head and wanted his friend of 25 plus years to make the right decision. He don't know Tommy like he knows him. This is an ancillary dude in your family. Give him up. The feds want him. Give him up. And let's get back to the money. We got the money set up already. Teresi chooses otherwise. Sammy gets tight, wants to dime him out, and he stabs up his friend. That's when I knew Teresi was gone, right? Yo, you have the gall to stab up your friend. Really one of the few dudes who was standing by you, even after you got ostracized by... Vincent and the family, you wanted to, you killed him. And Tommy, you know, Tommy, he asks questions, but once it's time to get into mode and and dispose, he's ready to dispose. So how do they get rid of Teresi? Well, (laughs) Angela steps into another trap. Now, before we get into that, this whole uh, Dre angle where he gives up Alicia Because he lost his position, she demotes him because of the whole Diego head thing, promotes Cristobal, which you could tell that that was that was going to happen. Like Dre was sick. And I think Dre was sick, one, because he lost his org, two, because he's on hold at Bassett and three, Alicia was giving him vibes the whole season, the whole season. And (laughs) Cristobal just slid right in like, yo. She's inviting me over to the hotel. I think she's trying to give it up. I think I might get a little lucky tonight. So Dre is sick on three fronts. And <laughs> funny how he Angela meets with him to try to get an immunity deal to give up the Jimenez. Jimenez. And mentions his daughter. What kind of father would you be? I want to know. This has been the most deadbeat ass season of power all time. Once Kanan was <laughs> pulled a Suge Knight on Dre's daughter, we ain't seen her since. I forgot this man had a child. Between him, Lala's kid, Yasmin, the, the lost St. Patrick child, they could be the new runaways. They could shoot runaways on stars. <laughs> just, just because of them three. Like, where are your children? I need to know where the children are. I swear. The Queen's Child Project definitely holds the lost... <laughs> Kids of power. This this is what it has to be all along. So he weighs the pros and cons. And he says, all right, I'll give them up. Gives a location, gives a meeting. Alicia and Cristobal gets pop. Major, major win for Angela. Major win. This, was, this is the second time she's been in this position. But the first time it's really going to stick. And what happens? She sees Mock and Sack lurking around. She gets snooping. She sees Teresi pictures. 
And then she asks Mock, who is the CI? And he gives up the name. And this was the beginning of the end because I couldn't see it clearly before, but the fact that he'd give up the name, it was a trap. We want to see if, because they even told Teresi to his face. He's expendable. They don't give a fuck about his life. They just want the information. Whatever he gets out of it is a plus for him, not for them. So she gives out the info. She goes to Ghost. Ghost in, in his, all his regalia dictates to her and proclaims, I'll handle this, Angela. <laughs> so he does it. And it, it, was, it was very clever how he did it, going to Vincent and dropping the photos, letting him know, yo, this dude can be as much of an issue to you as to our empire, as to, my, as to me too, because Vincent already knows he's Ghost. And Ghost knew what Kanan said about the whole uh, Ghost set up a hit on them. Said that wasn't true. And they put their cards on the table. He said, yo, this dude snitches. We're all going down. I can't tell Tommy because Tommy won't trust me like that because we have a history. And it's ill because Tommy calls him out on it where Ghost wants to say you can't turn your back on family. But Ghost has been lying to this family and to his friends for the whole series. Can't have it both ways, bro. So he convinces Vincent to give Tommy an order to kill Teresi because he's snitching. Show him the pictures and all of that. Just so that they can get that issue, quote unquote, cleared up. And it works. Tommy sees it. He, he, he rides with Teresi, gives him one last time to see Connie. Acts like he's letting him escape, but offs him and lets him know it's too late. And what's tragic about that, Teresi wasn't even going to dime him out. But he was very sneaky about it, and he got bit. He got bit in the ass in the end. So Tommy bodies his father. And the illest part is he goes back to his mom after all of that. After the whole season, his mom wilding out saying, this dude is a piece of shit. He don't care about you. He'll only turn his back on you. And lets him know, I killed him and you were right. She accepted him with open arms because who else is going to give her blow on the cheap? You know what I mean? But that's her baby. That's her baby. And to see him, because Tommy is loyal. He wears his heart on his sleeve. So once he realized his mom wasn't bullshitting, went back home. But that also tipped off Angela. Uh, DA friends to let her know, all right, Teresi is dead after I told you who he was. Not even really 48 hours later he or less, he's dead. So that's where they're charging her and about to indict her with obstruction of justice. Blanca's there in all her glory to drink it in, man. <laughs> She's drinking in all of the struggle. All of Angela's struggle. And here's one thing. I was gripping with, why is it that Angela asked? And I realized she really didn't know who Teresi was. Teresi was separated from her for that whole experience. They never, she was never able to make that connection. So once he, uh, once Mock told her it's Tony Teresi and it's Tommy's father, that's why she went up to Ghost. Like, did you know about Tommy's father being let out of jail? Of course I did, Angela. I didn't tell you. But, yeah. So that's why she had to ask. But 
something told me she should have been more diligent in just getting the pictures to the right person and saying like, yo, do you know who this is? But I understand why she would pull a dumb move. It just seems like her blind, her blinders never work. Like, like legit ever, ever, ever work at all. So now we got Sammy dead. We got Teresi dead. I love the little touch of Tommy leaving him on the grave site that he picked out, leaving him right on the slab and driving away and tying up that bow in his life. So, you know, Connie's in hospice and that final talk between her and Teresi where he let her know, yo, I let him, Tommy knows, but I didn't rat him out. And when he said, I'll see you tomorrow, she knew. She's been in the game long enough that he was gone. One way or another, he was gone. Either he was leaving town or he was dead. So now that saga has come to a close. And where are we now? Angela's going to be jammed up. She's going to be asked questions. They're going to need to figure out a way to get out of the situation unscathed. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how at all that is going to happen. But looking at the finale, remember, you got Vincent and his crew lurking. You have Mitich and the Serbians still around. Um, the Jimenez are in jail, but who knows whether or not they're going to get out. Dre is still lurking um, and his crew. It, it's very, and not to mention the USDA's office. It's spooky out there. It's spooky out there for power. And, and you know, that season finale is coming up Saturday night, Sunday morning. We're ready. We're ready. I'm definitely ready. A uh, couple of quick things. Shout out to, to, uh, Don Shia Hopkins, a.k.a. Reyna, playing Bobby Christina in the uh, Bobby Brown story on BET. It's been fire. I got to catch up on it. Uh, recording during part two tonight. Didn't get a chance. Shout out to Fantasy Football and every other distraction that had me locked up. Won't let me out. But <laughs> shout out to y'all for all the Reyna jokes. They, they, were, they were definitely fire. But it, it's crazy how she's playing all these tragic characters. Like, damn unfortunately we know how your story ends i don't know if they tied in her death bobby christina's death in the bobby brown biopic i think it might have been done before she passed but i don't know i just know that this part two is supposed to be sad as hell so i don't know we we will see so okay that does it for my recap and now it's time to get to it with my favorite segment, Power Talk, where we go to your questions and, you know, your questions, your comments, your slander, all of that and everything in between, and we answer it. So let's get right to it. Shout out for y'all sending in on the um, contact at Fan Bros. Shout out to the Fan Bros fam. Y'all are, y'all are here checking out. You're asking your, your, your questions. So, Let's get to it. First, we got R. Smith. What's up, R? On power, how does Tommy get away with surveilling people in his car? It's not like there are a ton of blue 1960s Mustangs just driving around the city. So, yeah, funny thing about that. I was thinking about that when I saw this question, and I'm like, yo, fam really got a point. But the way I see it is, if I see a vintage car, in New York City, I might I might stop. Like, oh, shit, that shit is fire, blah, 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 whatever. But 
I'm not sure everybody's aware that he's the one who drives the car. I get it with it being it's very conspicuous, right? It's very it's very conspicuous. Uh but yeah, that that's pretty funny. It's like, yo, if you see a vintage car, <laughs> you might have to watch out, you know, catch your head. Your life might be over cuz Tommy is stalking you. Um, shout out to DJ Benamin who said uh, that's a classic. Plus, he killed dude in broad daylight in that whip. Yo, he's killed so many people, <laughs> and he's killed so many people in broad daylight. At this point, I, I I count. If you are in the power universe and you're walking down an alley by yourself, you are by far the stupidest person in the world. So many people getting murked for no reason. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, let's see. There is some more stuff. Yeah, shout out to IG DMs. Let me see. Let me see what else is going on. Do 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 do. Uh, let's see. I get that. Let's see. Ah, this is a question from last week. Now we uh shout out to Criticali. We were going back and forth on on the text on this. Um he was talking about last week's episode. How the fuck you say Kane is a friend of the family when there's confirmed records that y'all snitch on him to put him in jail in the first place that season one shit. Plus what did Kanan ever do to Tommy that Tommy knew of? All Kanan ever did to Tommy was re- recent to take over the orc. It was always Ghost versus Kanan with Tommy turning back up Ghost. Post has honestly always been blocking Tommy's blessings. The whiff with his girl, most of his criminal investigations, the Serbs twice. The Serbs are pushing him to take over constantly. The Italians, Tommy always been hit by association with ghosts since childhood to my knowledge. Hell, even his drug addiction. Kanan gonna go out like X from Cradle to the Grave. Cremated <laughs> him or maybe on some Bronx Tale shit with uh, Tyreek sticking around to the end with a final talk with ghosts. So what I will say is... The reason why they called him a friend of the family was because was that's how they tied him to Raymond Jones' murder. Basically, Raina gets killed. He comes to the wake. He knows somehow that it's Raymond Jones. So he takes Tasha's gun and goes and kills Raymond Jones. They find out they don't really want Tariq hanging around him, quote unquote. So he takes Tariq out and... Tasha reports him as missing, which led to everything that you saw last week. So that's why it was a, they were saying that he he was a friend of the family. He's really not, but that's the the lie that they told the cops in order for them to be able to tie Raymond Jones' murder to Kanan and backwards clandestinely uh, exonerate everybody else and give them and provide alibis. So. There you have it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for providing that question too, man. Like, it, it it's very lit to get these questions. Keeps the blood in the brain flowing and really preps us for everything else that's going on. So that's pretty much it. It's kind of light this week. Y'all all must have been BBQ heavy as always. <laughs> Make sure. To hit me up at Jeff J says on all social media at For All Nerds or at Nonstop Culture with your questions, comments, or slanders, and for power talk. And as always, we'll read it on the air. 
that does it for me. This is a quick and dirty review. I hope you had fun. I had fun with y'all too. I was thinking about, it's funny. I was thinking about going on IG stories and um, filming myself live for the Power Talk segment and fielding questions. But apparently somebody leaked a major spoiler for the season finale of Power through video on on Twitter. And, you know, by the grace, <laughs> by the grace of the Lord, I've missed it. And um, I haven't been heavy in Twitter like that, like day to day for a while, but I missed it. And I would warn y'all, just be vigilant because the, the clip apparently is floating along. Some people are talking about it still. And I would hate. It sounds like it's something major. I don't know what it is, but it sounds like it's something big. And I don't want I don't want y'all experience to get spoiled. So just, just and this is like the second or third year in a row this freaking show got leaked. Um so I would say be vigilant, be careful, watch your eyes, don't get spoiled. It's a clip too. So be careful you're not watching that clip and then you just you can't control the spoiling you can't control the spoiling so yeah that was my disclaimer be on the lookout for that i'm definitely tight that i got two days and i I might have to start ratcheting up my filters again just to be sure but yeah man it's crazy out here it it is wild in these streets that's probably that's low key. I wanted to send out the the power after hours questions, but I was a little shook because I didn't want somebody to send an email or or a tweet like, "Yo, where do you think the show's gonna go after blank 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 blank?" And I'm like, "Dude, I didn't know shit." <laughs> so yeah, y'all yeah, tread lightly, and that does it for us. Thank you so much for joining me on this solo mission for Power After Hours. As always. Follow us everywhere on social media. We are simulcast on For All Nerds Show, at For All Nerds, at Nonstop Culture, at Jeff J Says on all social media. That is me. Questions, comments, concerns, slander for Power Talk. Send them my way. If you want to listen to old episodes of Power After Hours, hit us on nonstopculture.com slash power. All the episodes from the past and the present and not too far off in the future. (laughs) Everything is there for you to listen so that you can catch up. If you're binge watching Power and you want to listen along with us for our thoughts, they're there. We've been reviewing since season two, so you can get into that. Also, if you want a written review of the straight recaps of the show, you can catch that from me on Hip Hop Wired. If you go to hiphopwired.com and search power after hours or power stars you'll find me or or click jeff j info is my author name you can click that and get every article that i wrote which is 90 percent power so you shouldn't be able to miss it so definitely do that too uh i think that's about it shout out to fan bro shout out to nonstop culture shout shout out to everything man this has been it's been cool Thank you for joining me again. The finale is going to be off the hook. Get your body, get your soul ready. I'm planning to have a big pod for the finale so that we can all keep keep properly. All right? In the meantime, if you like the show, send us a shout. Contact at fanbros.com. 
or me, Jeff Chase, on social media. Shout me out. Let me know. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. For those of you on the Power After Hours feed, that goes double for you. If you're listening on through iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, review the show. Let them know what you think so that we can get a higher rank and ting on ting on ting. Good ting. All right? So that does it for me. I am Jeff J. This is Power After Hours. And until next time, I'll catch you later. Do y'all know the words to this shit? I want you to sing it with me. They say this is a dangerous time. Yeah, yeah. I just come from the promised bar. Right now, city life. I gotta think this is where it goes. Yeah. I just got enough. Wait a minute. They say this is a big risk. Say what? I just come from the <laughs> Bright light, city light. This is where it goes down. Yeah. I just have enough. Legal, legal, baby. I gotta make it. South, south.